Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast this week to help everybody master their credit score so you guys can get the extra credit that you deserve. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Yeah, just, you know, living another, life still. Another, another day. day in paradise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, this week, we got a fantastic show lined up for you guys. We're going to be talking about bankruptcy. You know, we get this question quite a bit and really the question goes a little something like this, should I A, fix my credit or B, go through bankruptcy? You know, and that's such a loaded question as any complicated answer, uh, this one is definitely up there because the correct answer is well, it depends. And we're going to break that down and talk to you guys today about how you make the decision we use. I I really think it's a it's a unique thought process that we've developed over the last 12, 13 years that we've been practicing credit repair because it it really does take an individualistic approach to making that decision on whether you file bankruptcy or quote unquote, fix your credit. That's correct. So in order to discuss this though, or or educate you, we first have to uh, discover what a bankruptcy is. Um, You know, what is a bankruptcy? Uh, Well, there's a few of them, but we'll jump right back into that because before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, we want to make an interesting announcement, actually a very exciting announcement. And I wanted to announce this before we get into the meat and potatoes of the bankruptcy talk. So here we go. We want to hear from you guys. Um, and we're going to be giving away essentially a full-blown credit restoration service for free to an extra credit show listener. And what this is going to entail is we get to fix your credit for free, but in return, you get to talk to us about it. So we would invite you on the show. You would share a little bit about your journey. Obviously, we wouldn't like give out your social security number or anything, but we, you know, it would require you to talk about your maybe some personal financial struggles, a little bit of your story, and then and then document the journey as we go through the credit repair process. Um, and shower praises at us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is not required, but it would be appreciated. <laughs> but obviously, uh, we would want to earn those praises for sure. But this is an all-inclusive, we would pay, we would not charge you a penny to uh, for the credit restoration program in return for you allowing us to document that journey and share it with the other Extra Credit Show listeners. So if you feel that maybe potentially you could benefit from this, um, please reach out to us. We, we will be choosing one lucky person and it really won't be luck. You know, we'll be looking at the credit reports and it'll be determined by um, a number of factors that we know will create a good story, right? Something that we feel people can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a, if you know, if you got one collection, then it's not something that's, that's fit for it. But if it's a full blown credit repair journey, a full blown, you know, maybe you were thinking about bankruptcy and we went the credit repair route. If we can document that, uh, send us an email, reach out to us through social media. Our email is uh, the extra credit show at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the extra credit show and on Facebook at the extra credit show. And just let us know, hey, I want to maybe talk to you guys about it. We'd look at your credit report and potentially consider you for our free credit restoration program so we can document that journey and share with everybody because we feel like it would make great content for everybody that listens to our show. So that way you can see what the real struggles are, real life struggles, not just, you know, what's behind the scenes. And then, you you know, maybe you can use that information to assist yourself if need be. 
Because if you have a debt or an account with Portfolio Recovery or Midland, chances are a lot of other people have an account with them. And the way that we would approach and handle those uh, would probably help serve the masses. And so that way, we actually get to show you guys a little bit about the credit repair journey uh, through an actual Extra Credit Show listener. So we would really, really like to do that. Again, send us in. Uh, we'll schedule a consultation free of charge. We'll look at the credit report. and Free of charge? Yeah. And, and you know, Richard says that because we charge for our consultations, actually. So, But this would be a free evaluation uh, because we would want to con- consider you for potentially being, you know, an extra credit show. Like, I wouldn't call it a guinea pig because we know what we're doing. But technically, you know, we would we would want to share your story and you would have to be okay with sharing your story. Well, this will have to be a one-time thing too, guys, because uh, if we keep giving away free consultations, we may have to file bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to the bankruptcy talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, this is, this is actually one of my favorite, like, scenarios to solve because I feel like we really, like, break it down for the client. You know, um, like it's 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 there's a, definitely a lot of brainstorming involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer um, is always it always comes up like on its own. Like I'll give you an example, like the client will will say, well, I wanted to file bankruptcy, you know, or should I file for bankruptcy? And sometimes they even say, like, well, what would you do? You know, they say <laughs> they, they literally what, what would you do if you were me? And that's such a tough answer because everybody's like. Um, money we, situation is different. Exactly. We don't know what your personal finances are. We don't know what your habits are. You know, we don't know if there's any uh, immediate requirements like, are you going to be having a surgery in the next month that is going to require a lot of funding? And until we get down to the bottom of what the actual facts are, what your situation is, I can't assess it. Yeah. I, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So first and foremost, let's just talk a little bit about bankruptcy. Now, we're not bankruptcy attorneys. We don't do bankruptcy for consumers. We refer them to a qualified bankruptcy attorney. Um, but let's just talk a little bit about the different chapters of the bankruptcy code and what they are and what they do. Mm-hmm. Bankruptcy is when the bank ruptures. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, no. Uh, bankruptcy is when a consumer files for protection against their, their creditors. Um, it is a U.S. Bankruptcy Protection Code, and there are multiple chapters. Uh, for the consumer, the, the standard ones are Chapter 7 and Chapter 13. Um, a Chapter 7 is a total protection, you know, full, full-out bankruptcy, where uh, all, almost all your debts, except for maybe like student loans and some taxes are, not, are, are discharged and you're forgiven. Um, chapter 13 is when it's more of a court-ordered repayment plan. Yeah. Um, you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So chapter seven is going to be the more common consumer bankruptcy. It, it's referred to as a liquidation chapter. It, yes. it takes about four months from start to finish. And it's basically what you'd call a no asset bankruptcy, meaning that the consumer doesn't have any assets for the creditors to go after. Mm-hmm. So everything just kind of disappears. Yeah. Uh, the court, I mean, technically speaking, the court, prohibits creditors from going after the consumer trying to collect those debts that have mm-hmm. been discharged in a bankruptcy, as opposed to a 13, that normally the consumer has assets um, that need to be either reorganized or there's some assets there to pay some of the creditors on secured claims. It, it's a little bit more complicated, and that takes normally three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that p- repayment plan is done, then all the debt gets discharged. So it's a, it's, it's a lot more expensive, and it's a lot longer to go through. Um, in fact, we very rarely, when, when faced with that question, should I repair my credit or file bankruptcy, 
it very rarely ends up being a 13. Almost in 95% of the cases, the question is, should I file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy? You know, and on a consumer level, you know, we're not talking about businesses, corporations, or, you know, super wealthy people. On, a, on, a, on the average consumer level, most Chapter 13 bankruptcies, in my opinion, don't make sense. Because if you make the money to be able to pay these down, then why go through a court order decision to, to pay it down yourself? It's, it's normally the, where I've seen it make really good sense is when you're trying to save an asset. Sure, sure. Um, so if you have a couple of houses and you want to keep them, but maybe um, the repayment terms aren't as well, the, the 13 forces the creditor to renegotiate the terms of the repayment. Mm -hmm. um, a good example would be like, let's just say you're past due on a mortgage and you're past due 20 grand because mm -hmm. you're past due like 10 months. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the a chapter 13 bankruptcy would reorganize that past due 20,000 and force the creditor to basically come to terms and allow you to repay that back in a way that's affordable for your budget that you're showing the court. So mm -hmm. it's really complicated. It's um, There's probably a lot of other ways that people use it correctly. Um, we just don't see it that often because we really only deal with chapter sevens on a professional level. So, but, but it's, it's so in a nutshell, that's what that is. And then just really quickly, things that you can't file chapter seven ones are, are going to be just got debts that you owe the government. Yes. Child support tax, uh, mo a lot of taxes, um, Student loans. Student loans are protected under chapter or seven, or you can't get them discharged. Um, like anything, there's going to be some weird exception somewhere that Provisos. someone found. But um, it, it can it can happen. But generally, as a rule of thumb, you will not get your, your student loans discharged in a bankruptcy. Now, now, with that being said, there are very, very few occasions where I've actually seen some taxes and even a student loan discharged in bankruptcy. Right. I mean, there's always going to be that exception. That, yeah, that's the exception to the rule. Um, so, you know, that does happen. But as it... Technically speaking, you can file bankruptcy on all unsecured debt. And even mm -hmm. some secured debts, you just have to give up the collateral. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, if you file bankruptcy on a car loan, you can technically keep the car, um, but the debt goes away. But if you want to keep the car, you got to keep paying the debt. So exactly. little weird things like Reaffirmation that. Reaffirmation of debt. Yeah. You know, those are real technical bankruptcy stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, back to the decision, do you fix your credit or do you file bankruptcy? Um, what's the thought process you use, Richard, when you go through with your clients and making that decision? Well, the first thing I always ask is, you know, what is your annual income? And uh, because one of the factors on how bankruptcy is determined is what you made in the last six months. Okay, that's that's the basis that they're going to use to determine whether you qualify for bankruptcy or not. But it gets more complicated. You know, it's not just simply about how much money you made. It's also family household size, you know, and and uh, there's a means test. That's that's exactly what it's called. It's a means test that is for your particular county. If you qualify for it, then you, you could file for bankruptcy. If you don't qualify, then, you know, you you may still qualify for a 13, right. but not a 7. Yeah. Um, and so that would be the first thing that I would ask. After I, you know, I ask about their income, then, you know, we start looking at their actual debts. How much is actually owed? You know, 20,000 may seem like a lot of money to an individual, but what if, you know, out of those 20,000, you know, and I'm just throwing numbers out there for you guys just to give examples. What if out of those 20,000 10,000 of that was going to fall off your credit report in six months, then you really only have 10,000 to worry about. And what if out of those 10,000, you can say, settle it for half, a realistic number. So really you're in the hole for $5,000. Well, 
bankruptcy is going to cost you a few thousand. Is it really worth filing bankruptcy on something that you can get out of in five five with five thousand dollars in six months, or is it not? That's a that I mean, and some people might say no, it's not worth it, and some people might say yes, um, and and that's really I think where we break it down because we. We, we try to come up with a number that we feel in actual dollars, in that same example that you just gave, we, we concluded that for 5,000 actual dollars, cash, 5,000, right, they can avoid the bankruptcy. Exactly. Um, and, and, and or, so the consumer would then make a choice. Do I want to spend the 5,000 and avoid the bankruptcy? Um, and, and if they are just flat out unable to obtain those 5,000, it's something that's completely out of their reach, then, then a yes. bankruptcy would very likely make sense. 100%. And that number is just, that number right there is what I call the break the breaking point, right? Mm -hmm. Where's your breaking point? And in our consultation, we try to figure out where's the, con the consumer's breaking point. The breaking point could be, 5,000, it could be 10,000, it could be 15,000, 20,000, 30,000. Everybody's perception and access to money is a little different. So finding the breaking point is definitely the first order of business, is how much are you willing to spend to avoid the bankruptcy? And here's the other factor that I didn't even consider or, or didn't discuss. You know, $5,000 might be what it's going to take you to get out of, uh, out of debt. It's what's going to, you know, if you didn't want to file bankruptcy. But even if you do file bankruptcy, where we're from, standard prices are around $2,000. So really the difference between five and two is three. That's the difference. Right. So so, so you're, you're spending um, 2,000 to save 3,000. Exactly. You know, it, it doesn't really make sense in some occasions, but as discussed, it might, some people may be at the point where maybe they don't, ha they don't have any income anymore or their income has uh, reduced so significantly that it's going to be too long and arduous to to come up with these five thousand dollars. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, 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 so it really is like that's why it's different for everybody. And while we might look at it and go, well, it's five thousand bucks. You know, you, if you think about it, you can you can come up with it very, relatively quickly. Then the bankruptcy is not a good idea. But like mm -hmm. you just said, if five thousand is completely out of the reach, then it, it probably is a good idea. And and I mean, the number five thousand is just an arbitrary number of that course. just kind of came up in the conversation but based the, on the fact but that gave. number is really a symbol for that again going back to that break even point mm -hmm. you know for example in that same situation if i talk to the client and say well for 5000 bucks you can avoid a bankruptcy and they're like oh i'm all over it and i was like okay great but what if the number was 8000 mm -hmm. right then the client again will go well i'm all over that too I'll happily spend the 8,000. But mm -hmm. what if the number was 12? Mm. When they're like, oh, I might think about that one, right? So where's that point? I, and I, I always go up. What about 5,000, 6,000, 7,000? Until I see them go, oh. And when they go, oh, that means that that number they don't like. That number they're willing to not pay. And that means that at that point, they're willing to file bankruptcy in order to not have to pay that number. And mm -hmm. that's why it's very, very complicated to say, Yes, you should file bankruptcy or no, you should not file bankruptcy. Here's, a, here's other factors to consider. You know, what if you're actually attempting to do something in the immediate future? What if, you know, it, what if you as a consumer say, hey, you know what? I just started making a lot of money recently, but I have so much debt in the past. I want to file bankruptcy. Okay, great. You know, you should do it now because right now you, you still may qualify, whereas in six months, you may not. Okay. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to do anything with your credit in the next few years? Yeah, I want to buy a house next year. Well, 
bankruptcy will stop you from doing that. Uh, you know, bankruptcy, once you file bankruptcy, it's going to be a minimum of two years post the discharge date before you're even able to qualify to buy a house. And that to you might be a deal breaker. You know, you don't want to pay all this money back, even though you're now able to, but you also don't want to have to wait an extra amount of time to be able to buy the house. So what's what's worth more to you? Waiting longer to buy the house or paying this money now so you can qualify to buy the house? An absolutely very important situation to look at. And again, that even makes it more individual because everybody's living situation is different. Mm -hmm. You could be living with your in-laws and you absolutely have to get out as soon as possible because mm -hmm. you don't want to live there no more. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if I say, well, if you file bankruptcy, you got to wait 24 months. And you're like, no, that's a deal breaker. I mm -hmm. got to I gotta get out of here quickly. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. And you are more than happy to wait the 24 months. Mm -hmm. So again, it's about going through and making that, deci that decision. But I, I think the most important one to look at and fundamentally to understand is the timing element of filing for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. This is where the, I think this is where the mistakes are made and bankruptcies that shouldn't be filed are filed. Um, and, and it goes back to things that we've talked about on this show and the statute of limitations. And yes. using, using that same um, analogy of the 24 months. So what we refer to about that is if you file bankruptcy, generally speaking, for an FHA loan, mortgage loan, you got to wait 24 months after the date of discharge. So you file bankruptcy, four months later, you get discharged. And then 24 months after that, you qualify for bankruptcy. So mm -hmm. technically 28 months, mm -hmm. right? So not bad because you can rebuild a great credit score during that time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, let's talk about do you file bankruptcy or do you fix your credit? So mm -hmm. we've talked a little bit about the numbers, the decision thought process, but the reality is... Mm -hmm is that in my, you know, the life cycle of debt, right? The life expectancy of a debt is seven years. Correct. Right? That's what we understand, the statute of limitations, the debt is only credit reported for seven years, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're on year six of the debt and that debt hits seven years next year, it makes zero sense to file bankruptcy, right? Uh, correct. Because at that point you file bankruptcy, but the debt is gonna go away next year anyways. One factor to consider guys, a bankruptcy is a public record. It's not even just something that'll be on your credit report. It's something that'll be in public record for 10 years. Well, no, it'll be on your credit report for 10 years. It'll be public record forever. Sure, sure. sure. It'll be on your credit report for 10 years. It'll be public record forever. Um, you know, do you really want that? Um, is it really worth uh, having something on your credit report for 10 years on something that's going to on accounts that are going to come off your credit report within the next 12 months. And then you look at the alternative too. If you don't file for bankruptcy and you go through and pay those accounts, you know, you still got to rebuild your credit for a year. So it like literally makes no sense to file bankruptcy at that point. You're going to wait a year anyways, whether you file or don't file this in the, in the same thought process goes if the debts are five years old, because for example, if your debts are five years old and the, the seven year date is two, 24 months away mm -hmm. and at year five, you're faced with the option. So if your debts are at year five and you're asking us, well, do I file bankruptcy or do I fix my credit? And we look at it and go, well, if you file bankruptcy, you'd wait 24 months to buy your house. Or if you fix your credit, you, you know, um, it, it depends on your finances. You, you, you might be able to buy a house, um, in 12 months. That's correct. Right? So then you make the decision, do I spend the money and buy in 12 months or do I not spend the money and wait 24 months? Mm -hmm. um, but at that point, um, in my opinion, 
you, if you're on year five, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. If you're on year five and you, you, you say, do I file for bankruptcy, which mm. you wait 24 months, mm-hmm. right? Or you just not file for bankruptcy and just wait the 24 months mm-hmm. and they, 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 you still hit the seven years and they still go away without the bankruptcy mm-hmm. and without paying them. Exactly. So at that point, the bankruptcy still makes very, very little sense, almost no sense to file on year five if you're going to wait it out to the seventh year anyways. There's not much of a, a, a really benefit, really. No. So, so again, the timing is like your time to file bankruptcy Really, it only makes sense between years one through four. Yes. And, and, you know, I've heard some arguments from some of my consumers. But what if they try to sue me? What if, you know, what if they try to come after me and garnish me my my wages? Well, here in California, it is different state by state. But here in California, if they haven't sued you by year four, they cannot sue you. Or at least it's not it's not a. You can fight the 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 summons the the yeah, lawsuit. They likely won't. I mean, it's like ninety nine percent chance they okay. won't sue you after four years. So at year five, even that's not a possibility. They can no longer sue you. They can't obtain a judgment and garnish your wages or levy a bank account. So again, that's really the cutoff point. At year five, there's no point in filing a bankruptcy, in our opinion. You know, I, I would I would actually say potentially. Um, so basically, from you're going through a financial storm. You're the last thing you're thinking about is filing for bankruptcy, but really it only makes sense from years zero through four, basically, I guess, you know, um, because other than that, it really that I think that your time has passed, like you won't get a benefit for filing bankruptcy. Um, and that's kind of where the thought process comes in. And, and it's really difficult to make a decision on it if you're in between. So if you're in between year four and year five, you're still kind of borderline. Maybe it makes sense. There could be some extenuating circumstances, but really, you know, in my opinion, um, it, you, you, if you're going to file bankruptcy, you want to do it as soon as possible mm-hmm. from the date of default of the debt, so you can get it over with, get get it behind you, and move forward and start re- rebuilding your your credit. Uh, if you're on year five or six, it, it literally makes zero sense. Now, this uh, this isn't really what a lot of people consider but it is a factor keep in mind bankruptcy is only available to you once every eight years right okay if your debt even even if you know you may owe a significant amount of debt let's go back to that twenty thousand dollar number okay um if you owe twenty thousand dollars it's a significant amount of debt i don't care how much money you make um it may not, you know, it may not be worth to file bankruptcy on twenty thousand dollars in debt because who knows what will happen in the next year, eight years? What if you lose your job? What if you get hurt? What if you get into a lot of trouble and then creditors do want to come after you and file judgments against you? You won't have bankruptcy available to you to really protect you when you need it, other than when you just want to get out of twenty grand. So, so in my opinion, it has to really be worth filing for bankruptcy because you will not have that protection available to you for another eight years. Yeah, and, and so most people, when they file bankruptcy, they don't, they do it and then they like swear off credit cards and they, they really <laughs> don't plan on doing it again. Um, you know, a lot of the times they're, they're, they're very traumatized, they're very mm. embarrassed um, and, they, and they really don't ever wanna see another credit card. It, it's, it's, it can be a tough decision to make, uh, but sometimes it's the best decision to make. You know, we've, we've kind of bagged a little bit on the bankruptcy, like, you know, there it makes it. Sometimes it really makes zero sense. And what 
what upsets me is when we have bankruptcy attorneys that will file a bankruptcy for somebody that has debts that are mainly five and six years old. That's what upsets me. I, it upsets me when they when they swear up and down that bankruptcy is the way to go when you only owe about five or six thousand dollars total. Yeah. And so, and, and so it just, you know, again, it's, it, you got to look at the numbers, the realistic numbers and compare them and what are you willing to pay to not avoid it. But sometimes filing bankruptcy improves the score. Yes. Yes, sir. When, in the way, in the credit reporting system, the way it works is when you have accounts that are past due, you know, you owe a credit card, $10,000, you probably haven't made payments in a while. You have collections for, you know, medical bills or whatnot and the thousands of dollars. Well, every single one of these accounts is a derogatory entry. It's affecting your credit score. Once you file bankruptcy, however, those accounts, although they will stay on your credit report, they are filed as a included in bankruptcy. They are now treated as unrated for scoring purposes. Therefore, all those derogatories you have, they're no longer, I mean, although technically derogatory, they're not affecting your score. Your score skyrockets. And so, and so your score can get improved significantly by filing bankruptcy. Um, and, you know, I've heard from a lot of consumers, you know, they, they give me arguments as to why, why they don't want to file bankruptcy, you know. But I owe the money. I legitimately owe the money and I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody and I want to pay back what I owe because it's the right thing to do. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I understand moralities. I understand that you may want to pay, but sometimes it really isn't worth it. Sometimes you're in a position where even if you make $50,000 a year as an individual, well, if you're in debt for $80,000, chances are you'll never get out of the hole. Chances are you'll be struggling f with this for so long that it, it just doesn't make financial sense. Morality aside, start over fresh. And, and um, you, will, you will try to grind it out and that's how people find themselves considering a bankruptcy at year five and year six because they tried to repay it and they get so tired after four or five years that they're like screw it i'm just gonna file and at that point it's kind of too late all it's really about making the decision and, and actually i find myself telling people like look if, if this is a decision you're gonna make make th this decision quickly because the sooner you get this done the sooner it's behind you it really is a second chance and if you're in a position where you feel like you just kind of need a do-over card some you know life happens um and you just kind of need to just start fresh a bankruptcy does just that mm -hmm. um, it really does start you fresh but um, you got to weigh weigh it in comparison to what it takes to not file bankruptcy um you know but it, most of the times it, it does improve the score listen paying down debt is emotion is as emotional as it is intellectual if you are paying down debt for years and years and you feel like you're not getting anywhere you will quit and then once you do all that time that you spent, all that money that you spent trying to fix this problem will have been for naught. You should have just filed bankruptcy to begin with. Yeah, that, that's actually the mistake that people make is mm -hmm. they wait too long. Mm -hmm. Again, you you want to file bankruptcy on year one, two, three, maybe four. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you do wait too long, it's just time and money wasted. Mm -hmm. So, you got, you know, really consider that when going through the thought process. Again, we, we literally work it out. We 
put numbers on the table. We write things out and we go through the credit report. We take a look at what debts are, what we think we they can be settled for. And, and you just really get a number. Mm-hmm. And the number is either, yeah, I'll pay that and I'll avoid the bankruptcy or no, I can't pay that. And then you should file for bankruptcy. The answer comes up on its own. Mm-hmm. We never tell the client, oh, you need to file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. The client comes to their own conclusion when we look at the alternatives. So absolutely, it's one of our, it's one of my favorite um, cases to solve. I really feel like we're solving a puzzle when we go through it. Um, so if you guys have been considering that or know somebody that maybe is considering bankruptcy, you know, it's just like if your neighbor filed for bankruptcy, or your brother filed for bankruptcy, it doesn't mean that it's the right choice for you Mm-mm. or vice versa. If your brother did a bunch of debt settlements, it doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you. Maybe you need to file bankruptcy. Your brother may have had plenty of discretionary income, whereas you do not. So or different debts, yes. different situation. You know, some debts put more pressure on you than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just, again. Again, there's no clear-cut answer. Of course, all credit answers are it depends, and this one is right up there with that. Um, but we hope that all this rambling puts a little bit of perspective for you guys because it is complicated. And for all you Extra Credit Show listeners that have been hearing our thought processes, you see how we take multiple factors into consideration. It's not just, you know, if you're A, it's good, or if you're B, it's bad. You have to consider all these factors to determine what's really best for you. Because there, there's so many things going on in life, you know, and, and everybody's situation is unique that you, you kind of have to. And, and I think this is what kind of makes things a little trickier is there there's technically not a minimum amount of debt that you need to have to file bankruptcy. No. So that right there is is probably what complicates things is because you can literally file bankruptcy on $1,000 or $5,000 worth of debt. Um, so that's kind of... Probably not a good idea in most no, cases. Right. But it, we, you look at the cost and benefit analysis and it doesn't pencil out. But um, there, there, there's so it's, it's just complicated, guys. It, it really is. So if you have any questions, if you're considering a bankruptcy, want to weigh the options as to fixing your credit, reach out to us. You know, send us an email. Uh, again, these are our favorite ones to answer. Um, and then also, don't forget, we want to fix somebody's credit for free. <laughs> So if you think you have a good case for us to share people's stories with, please, please, please reach out to us. Send us an email, theextracreditshow at gmail.com. We'd be very, very happy to talk to you, review your credit, and hey, maybe we'll fix it for free. That'd be Mm -hmm. cool as long as you let us document the journey. So that's all I got for this week. What about you, Rich? Well, uh, the extra credit task of the week. Uh, If you feel like you are headed for bankruptcy, Listen to our show, weigh out your options before you go, you know, even talk to a bankruptcy attorney, get his take on it before you make a decision. (laughs) It's funny because every time a bankruptcy attorney uh, gets their take, they always say, yeah, file. And it's like, um, yes, a bankruptcy attorney will always tell you to file for bankruptcy. That don't be surprised. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with that just a little. There are times when they'll say you make too much money. You're going to have to file a chapter 13. Uh, but you won't qualify for a chapter seven. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? And what I mean is like, they won't give you the advice of, well, just wait it out 12 more months. You're at year six. You know what I mean? They'll say, no, I filed. I've never seen a bankruptcy, a bankruptcy attorney tell somebody to wait it out. And that's why I'm saying, go talk to them so you can see the take. And then you, you can, you can decide for yourself if it really makes sense or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's it for this week's show, guys. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.